0: Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. I'm Tommy Allen, and in this episode Trevor Phipps has written for us, we're looking into the story of Cripple Creek's most famous pyromaniac. Back in the late 1800s and early 1900s, Cripple Creek was a different place than it appears today. During the gold boom era, the precious yellow stone brought people into the area from across the world looking to strike it rich. Along with miners and others looking to profit from the gold boom came injuries from the dangerous mining activity. Shortly after gold was discovered, hospitals started popping up to treat people for various injuries. Among the hospitals that started up, the Teller County Hospital and the St. Nicholas Hospital are noted as the most well-known. And the two buildings still exist as local hospitals, the Cripple Creek Hospitality House and the Hotel St. Nicholas, respectively. Throughout its tenure as the Taylor County Hospital, the facility treated several people in the area, including the infamous Roy Burquois. According to historical documents prepared for the Cripple Creek Hospitality House by local historian Jan McKell, some say Burquois was the hospital's first patient but newspapers show that there were 15 patients admitted before him. Burkhoa was, however, the hospital's first permanent resident and he quickly became the facility's most notorious due to the fact that he suffered from various mental illnesses, including pyromania. Burkhoa had a fascination for explosives, which led him to being a patient at the hospital after he blew off both of his arms and one eye while playing with explosives at a young age. According to McKell's account, Berkwa was born to Adolph and Hannah Berkwa in Kansas on April 2, 1887. Sometime around 1900, his family moved to Colorado and enrolled him in the Colorado State Industrial School in Golden, which was known as a progressive rehabilitated school for incorrigible young men between the ages of 7 and 16. Burkhoa's notorious psychosis was noted at a young age when the 1900 census listed the 11-year-old as a resident at the school. Even at 11, it was recorded that Burkhoa was unable to read. While Burquois was enrolled in the school in Golden, his father and brother relocated to Cripple Creek. His father was a widower and some early accounts say that the death of Roy's mother Hannah may have affected the young boy. After arriving in Cripple Creek, Roy's father sent for his boy and had him move to Cripple Creek with him. And then in June of 1902, several newspapers reported the tragic incident that hospitalized the 14-year-old. The newspapers reported that Bourquois was playing with powder when he blew off both of his hands and went blind in one eye. He received medical treatment at the Teller County Hospital, and then he became a permanent resident as the facility was also known as a poor farm where indigent people could live in exchange for work. But then, after four years of being at the hospital, Burkhoa was arrested after another incident that involved dynamite. Even though the boy had no hands, he was able to stack dynamite sticks on top of the hospital's furnace in an attempt to blow up the building. The fact that the patient at the county home went down to the cellar to fix the fire yesterday afternoon and see the sticks lying on top of the furnace removed the possibility of the institution being blown up and a number of lives lost, reported the San Juan Prospector newspaper. The 1910 census indicated that Bourquois was still a resident at the hospital. His World War I draft card also listed Bourquois as a resident at the hospital after he signed the card by putting a pen in his teeth. By this time, Burkwa's father had passed away and his brother had moved to Arizona. The pyromaniac now had no family living in the area. Burkwa then remained a resident at the hospital until July of 1922 when he was arrested yet again. This time, Burkwa was locked up for the criminal assault of a 13-year-old girl. According to McKell, the verbiage of the account indicated that the crime was most likely rape. The judge then gave Burquois a 20 years to life prison sentence and he was transported to the Colorado State Penitentiary in Canyon City. McCall reported that it is not known exactly how long Bercois was incarcerated, but by 1935, he had returned to Cripple Creek. This time though, Burquois lived as a resident at the St. Nicholas Hospital instead of the County Hospital. Burquois worked at St. Nicholas as a janitor until he died in 1958. He was then buried at the town's Mount Pisgah Cemetery, where his grave still lies. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen, and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And should you find yourself with several sticks of dynamite, dispose of it properly and don't stack it on a furnace. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midland. Macau reported that it is not (laughs) long...